0: by Sports Interaction, Canada sports book. What do you say when you don't have any words left? What's, what's the course of action when there's nothing quite left to say, but somehow you got to come on here and think of words to talk about for 30 minutes with all of you. You guys are great. You guys are, uh, you guys are, are fantastic. It's not you. I don't think it's me either. I think it's these guys right here that are causing us a lot of problems. Welcome to Game Over Calgary. My name is Audie James. i um, going to be by myself today. Uh, we were supposed to have Rachel Dory on. bit of a funny story there. She sends her best. We are going to reschedule Rachel Dory coming back on the show. Um, she was supposed to come on, but I get a text from her about like eight minutes into the first period and that was should have been our first indicator that this was going to be a shit show uh and she says that uh her cable cut out she sends me a picture she's like tweet this out please like i'm really sorry she feels really bad i'm like bestie don't worry about it if we and and look at if i had to waste having rachel dory come on you know how awesome rachel dory is if i had to waste this game as my conversation with rachel dory i'd be pretty upset I'd be pretty upset. So hopefully, uh, we'll get that rescheduled. Rachel will be coming back on the show um, at some point. So we are going to get that fired up. She's looking forward to it. I'm very much looking forward to it. People I've talked to have been looking forward to it. Uh, so it's going to be good. I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to having her on the show and having that conversation. Before we get too far into it, um, a couple pieces of housekeeping. First of all, want to bet? Then get in on the action with Sports Interaction. The boys of summer are back on the diamond, and March Madness is on deck. Bet pregame, live and play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. Uh... And yeah, sorry, or in Ontario, as I fumble over my words, because I'm just like, it's been one of those nights. Uh, There's a QR code right here if you're in Ontario, uh, as I try to find where this QR code is on my screen. This is the uh, QR code to download the app, scan it, it'll be up at all times throughout the duration of the stream. Uh, and if you're in the province of Ontario, you can get the app and, uh, and and get betting with Sports Interaction. 19 plus, please play responsibly. And if you or anybody you know has any issues with gambling, please be sure to reach out. There are some resources in the show notes of this stream. And if you're listening on playback, resources in the description of the show. Okay, um, second piece of housekeeping before we get too far ahead of ourselves. I just wanted to thank everybody for coming out and watching our Game Over Deadline stream Went off without a hitch. It was incredible. A great panel of people to uh, to break down the happenings of the week leading up to the trade deadline. So uh, big thanks to uh, Robert, who's in the chat as well. Thank you very much to uh, producer Rob for being the uh, the man behind the screen or, or, or the man in my ear for the entire day. He was uh, super, super helpful uh, with making that run as smoothly as it did. Without any hiccups, we didn't have any problems whatsoever. So... Uh, Rob was a big credit for that. So if you if you haven't checked that out, you can check it out. It's on the SDPN YouTube channel. Hit subscribe while you're there. If you're watching, you're here. So uh, just hit subscribe. Okay. Oh, Flames fans, that was a rough one. Um, does anybody else feel as though the Calgary Flames just don't give a shit anymore? Is that, is that the vibe that you guys are getting in the chat? Please let me know. By the way, I put out a, a chat piece earlier uh, to get your questions in because since there's not a whole fuck of a lot to talk about in this game for the Calgary Flames, um, I figured we could do a nice little Q&A sesh since, uh, since we have no guests tonight. It can just be me and you guys having some fun, talking some Calgary Flames and uh, answering your questions. So uh, get your questions in. I will be going back through the chat to uh, To read some of those, so um, yeah, the lack of um, the lack of give a shit, the lack of effort is is pretty evident. Um, it's frustrating, man. It's uh, it, it's frustrating to continue to watch. I tell people all the time. There's often times where I watch a Flames game and I'm like, and it sucks to have this mindset because I genuinely love watching hockey and I love watching the Calgary Flames of all teams. But I find more often than not, as of late, I'm tuning into Flames games just for the purpose of coming on Game Over Calgary because I'm, I'm I'm watching Flames games because it's my job at this point, and that's not how I want to be enjoying Flames hockey. And it's unfortunate that we've gotten to this part in the, or this point in the season. But uh, man, where it stands right now, yeah, John McDonald saying "Go wild, go baby," yeah, he. Uh, it's hard to say uh it's hard to go against that they had a they and you know what they played a good game but I don't think they played like a stellar game like the flames didn't play well uh the the wild just played a little bit better like I, I don't think it was that drastic now I'm gonna get into some uh, some numbers from money Puck sometime uh, a little bit into the show that will probably contradict what I just said but um yeah we're going to uh we're gonna take a deep Dive into it because it was uh, a game, as I like to come on here and say every now and then when I'm on uh, on my own, this was a game and not much else. Okay, um, one, the first thing I want to kind of get some stuff out of the way before we break too much down in tonight's game. The Flames subtly adding without moving draft capital or prospects out. I think a lot of people, myself included, were hoping that they were going to. At least test the market for not pending UFA's this season because there's not a whole lot of value, contrary to popular belief, in uh, Milan Lucic and Trevor Lewis. But next season, guys like uh, Toffoli, who is going to be an unrestricted free agent, guys like Lindholm, um, Michael Backlund, you know, there's a whole laundry list of players who could have been moved or you could have at least looked at. And and the Flames decide that they're going to just be like silent buyers, not not really silent buyers. They did buy because they didn't lose like what did they lose Connor Mackey uh Brett Ritchie, and Redeem Zahorna I think that's the that's the list of players out and in comes Troy Stetcher uh <laughs> Nick Richie and um oh god buddy's down in uh, down with the Wranglers. he scored tonight it's going to bug me somebody somebody will tell me oh Dryden Hunt um Dryden Hunt so that's the that's kind of the flames extent of what they did at the trade deadline Trey was just like, all right, let's do something that's going to make us look like we're doing something uh, so that we're not the only team in the league to not go through with the trade before the deadline comes up. So he makes some small moves. He adds. Um, we get into a little bit on the game over uh, deadline stream. So get into that if you have if you want a full on deep dive of that. Um. So, yeah, they bring those guys in. Um, I was really hoping to get Rachel's thoughts on that because she's just super smart when it comes to that kind of stuff. Um, Stetcher made his debut tonight. It wasn't sexy. I I, like, I'll pull up some numbers here, uh, while we kind of just figure that out. It wasn't the best of, uh, performances, I guess. Ah, you know what? He led, he was like the, he was like the third best flame in expected goals percentage tonight. Um, only behind Nikita Zadorov and Jacob Pelche, but that's not saying much because he's still just a tad over 50 percent so um <laughs> uh, the highest of the flames and we'll get into it a little bit later too the highest of the flames as per money puck um is Jacob Peltier at 69 percent can I get a whole bunch of nices in the chat for that 69.07 percent spam it with nice um so yeah, it wasn't like the best, like and, and you kind of take it with a grain of salt, right? He's coming over from a system in Arizona where he's probably playing, I, I actually am not quite familiar with how much he was playing, but I would imagine pretty decent minutes, uh, and he gets paired up with Zadorov Zdor- uh, on the third pairing tonight, which is to be expected, just kind of work him in easy. A lot of people happy about the Stetcher acquisition. I really don't know, um, wh- I, I don't know like too much about the player, uh, from what I understand, getting Connor Mackey out and him in is a good replacement for Gilbert from what people have said. Again, I wish I knew a little bit more about the guy so I could give you a full on deep dive, but I guess as time, time goes on and we, we see a little bit, uh, a little bit more out of him, we'll kind of get a better reading on how he is and how he fits into this system, which is a very different system than what's run in Arizona. We know that Why? Why do we know that, Flames fans? Not only do we get to see it, but, you know, there's this guy named Yusuf Alamaki who went over to the Arizona Coyotes on waivers from Calgary. Uh, by the way, Sushi Juice, Connor Mackey, and Yusuf Alamaki reunited, and it feels so good. I'll leave it at that if you know, you know. Um, but when Alamaki went over there, one of his one of his first things that he said after being claimed and playing a couple games when he came back on uh, Calgary Radio Um, he said the system was different, a better fit. It's, uh, it's the kind of system where you're allowed to make a mistake and not be scrutinized too, too harshly for it, uh, where you learn from them and you're not punished per se. So there's a lot of, a lot of little, um, jabs at the system and kind of the fit. So hopefully, you know, all the best for Connor Mackey. He was, it just was not happening in Calgary for him. So, uh, obviously he's moved out, so. Um, All the best to him. Sushi Juice reunited, and it feels so good. Like I mentioned, I was rooting for a bit of a sell, but I'm happy with the ads. Uh, Rooting for the playoffs, but at the same time, games like this make me feel like that is but a pipe dream here in YYC. So we will see what happens. There's still a good amount of hockey left to play, um, but that was not a very solid outing from anybody not named Jacob Markstrom. I, at the start of the year, was not as hard on Jacob Markstrom as a lot of people were. There's a lot of people who use Jacob Markstrom as the whipping boy. He was the one. And, and I guess rightfully so as the season kind of went along, he has not been himself and that's not much of a secret, but tonight and the night before and the start before that, I just don't think that you can use the Jacob Markstrom as the whipping boy kind of, uh, um, excuse. Sorry. The last two games, let's go back to the game against Toronto. Uh, where here let me bring up his game logs here so he gets a, he has a 941 save percentage on that night night gets credit with the loss obviously allows two goals on 34 or 36 shots um so he looked good there he looked good tonight i don't have his numbers pulled up right in front of me i'd like to uh, if someone can pull them up and put his what he had for save percentage and all that stuff in the chat that would be awesome but it seems like all of a sudden um, Amanda has her baby. Jacob is happy. He's a new dad. And, um, dad mode comes out in Jacob Markstrom and he's playing out of his mind. The last couple games, he's been really, really good. And you can't use the excuse that people have used all year, which is, you know, Oh, the flames. How many times have you heard them say, uh, by them? I mean, people on Twitter, people in the media, people on TV. Uh, I'm watching right now, Scott Oak with Nazem Kadri, And, and I I just, i wish i could listen but i can't um but how many times have you heard the flames people say um oh we just needed they just needed one more save they got the goals they just needed one more save um and that's not really the excuse that you can use in the last couple of games excuse me as i had a tickle in my throat Um, that's the bad side about not having a guest is you can't really turn it to them and, and cough and sneeze and do all your other, uh, bodily stuff that you, that you can't normally do when you're by yourself. I digress. Um, it hasn't been like that the past couple of games, you can't say the flames needed an extra goal. All of a sudden it shifts to, oh shit, the flames or sorry. The flames need an extra save. It all of a sudden shifts to shit. They need. One goal like tonight, they needed a goal, they got zero. If you played Flames' first goal on the Flames Twitter page, ain't nobody winning that. Shit. Um, so it's uh, it's it's tricky. It's I feel like the Flames season has been one extreme or the other. They either have needed the save, they either needed the goal, and now we're in this state of being stuck in the middle where we don't know on any given night if it's going to be if they need the save or if they need the goal um and that is uh that is very frustrating uh indeed so um continuing on our analysis of tonight's game 53 people in the chat thank you so much for swinging by and listening to just me i know i promised rachel dory but she didn't get to watch the game she is cussing at her service providers as we speak Fear Rachel Dory if you are a service provider um, and you were not able to provide her with a service of watching the Calgary Flames game, which wouldn't have been much of a service if you watched it tonight. Um, But I appreciate all of you watching. Please give it a thumbs up. Share the stream. That's what I was trying to say. Share the stream on social media and we can get more people in here to complain about the Calgary Flames. We had a couple Minnesota Wild fans in here, which is nice to see people. If you want to get Wild fans in here, get your licks in, man. I'm still licking my wounds from the from this thumping tonight. But either way, I appreciate each and every one of you for being here. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna do a bit of a call, a bit of a call to action for those of you watching. We're gonna conclude the stream with a bit of a Q&A Because, like I said, man, you watch this game. Not a whole lot to uh, to talk about. Couple things I want to bring up before we get to the Q and A. But now is your call to action to get those questions in. Put them in the chat, and uh, once we get there, uh, at at that point in the stream, I will be reading off the um, reading off some questions, and we'll get through as many as we can before we uh, Jay Money you in here before we put a bow on this episode of Game Over Calgary. Okay. uh, One of the things that I, I was talking to Andrew. In the Game Over Calgary group chat on WhatsApp, Um, very exclusive group, by the way, very exclusive group uh, consisting of me, Peter, Robert, Andrew. (laughs) So anyways, um, he goes, uh, I I say, because he's obviously the, the host of Game Over Montreal, and Kirk Muller just happened to be a coach there once or twice in his coaching career. And I said, hey, Berkshire, did Kirk Muller run the power play in Montreal? And I'll bring up the chat because, like, it's not nothing that can't be said on such a platform. And he goes, uh, what's he say here? Yes, sir. And I'm like, how horrible was it? Because obviously, um, obviously, you know, if you watched the Flames power play this year, which is operating at 19.7% coming into this hockey game. Not great, not great. Yeah. So uh, I said, uh, was it horrible? He goes, he was good at it in 08, and then this is where he got me. This is where I was like, it all adds up because the coaching staff and all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> Robert saying, hi, Audie on stream. He sees that I'm reading the t- reading right from the chat. He goes, then uh, then the game evolved and he didn't. Was bottom ten pretty much always since then? And that's something we're seeing. With the Calgary Flames, they are bottom 10 in the NHL operating at 19.7% on the power play, which is just not good enough. So um, the, the, the part that got me was then the game evolved and he didn't, which is very indicative of not only Kirk Muller as an associate coach who runs the power play, but just that other guy from Viking, Alberta, who is behind the bench. Um, looks like a Muppet and um, is, uh, that was rude. I don't mean to b- make fun of Daryl Sutter, but not been the best season of hockey here in Calgary with Daryl Sutter at the uh, at the um, driver's seat, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Berkshire says his power play was basically Markov feeds the other defenseman, first Surey, then straight, then Subban, then Weber. So it um, seems as though it's a defense kind of rides the drives the bus a little bit uh, from the uh, for, for the power play there. So it's frustrating. It's tough. Uh, Robert says, consider, he looks like a Muppet. Yeah, he kind of does. Um, but again, that was a little mean. But I, I, it is what it is. Daryl's not watching. He's probably uh, shopping for his next Kubota. Uh, again, we're going to get call-outs here for a call to action. Get your questions in. Uh, as we kind of wrap up, what we're going to talk about next, we're going to read some stuff from Money Puck, and then we will get into our Q and A as we continue along this episode of Game Over Calgary. On the heels of a Calgary Flames, what was it? Three, what did it end up? Three nothing, four nothing, three nothing. I think it was three nothing. Uh, that goes to show you how much I cared about this game. Um, on the heels of a Calgary Flames three to nothing loss tonight over the Minnesota Wild at the Scotia Bank Okay, heading over to Money Puck. A few things were pretty interesting. Uh, And I kind of want to incorporate this into more segments uh, as I host the show. Um, We're not going to try to make a, a, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Make it a common occurrence that I run the stream by myself. But like I mentioned before off the top, we were supposed to have Rachel Dory. Technical issues. Wouldn't be game over Calgary without technical issues, right folks? Um, If I can direct your attention to moneypuck.com, bring up the Calgary Flames and the Minnesota Wild hockey game there's one thing that strikes interesting to me is I don't even know what you would call this I'm still learning about all this like fancy shit in hockey I used to just watch it and now I have to talk about it for a living um there's this picture of what looks like a rink and I would guess that it's the based on the title it's just scoring chances and if you hover over each of the dots it tells you um which player, uh, what kind of shot it was, the percentage of it going in, the percentage of it being on net, and then what actually happened. So I think the bigger the circle uh, is the, the big circles are goals. The, the other one, uh, the ones that are a little bit smaller are like, I would imagine, high danger. And then as the circles get smaller, it's less and less and less and less of an effective shot. If you look, and I've been beating the drum all year of the Calgary Flames. Yeah, they take a lot of shots, but there are a lot of low Danger uh, situations and low danger shots and low danger attempts and whatever you want to uh, attribute it to. Um, look at that picture and then look at the flame side, which is on the, on your right. The, the Their circles are in red, which is confusing because so are the face-off dots on, on a hockey rink. Um, everything coming from the outside. If you're following along with me while you watch the stream, all of it is on the outside. There's a few bigger ones down low. But if you then go to um, the opportunities for Minnesota, look at all of those dots around the net. Not just in front of the net, because the Flames have one, two, three, four, five. Let's call it eight bigger circles. Not big, but bigger circles. And they all come in front of the net. One's right down on the goal line. But if you look at Minnesota's, they crowd the front of the crease there. They kind of are in that slot area between both of the. Uh, Um, both of the circles in the offensive zone. um, And those are big circles because they're better scoring opportunities. And it's something that the Calgary Flames have struggled with all year. Sure, shot volume is a thing, but shot volume only means so much if you're not getting high danger chances or if your shooting percentages are low, which is something the Calgary Flames are in the bottom 10 in the league in shooting percentage, but are top two in shots for per game or average shots per game. Which those two, I've talked about it before. Those two things should not be that far apart. If those two things are that far apart, you're probably not a very good offensive team. If your shots per average shots per goal are in the top two, and your shooting percentages in the basement, you're not converting on shit. You can't finish. That's what that that's what those stats tell you. Um, So it's frustrating. very, very frustrating. I just wanted to get that off my chest because it's uh, it's been the story all year. It's been the story all year. And it's getting exhausting, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people watching. Um, it's getting exhausting. It's It's all fun when your team is good or the team is good. But when the team is bad... And you got to come on here and you got to try to fill air. I just hope to God, first and foremost, that these shows are at least a little bit entertaining and I can keep you drawn in to talk about games where you get blown out 3-0 by the Minnesota Wild and where you're going to be, you know, scratching and clawing your way in to a playoff spot. And that's something the Flames are going to do. They've got games or they don't have games in hand on many teams ahead of them. Um... And uh yeah it's 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 tough guys it's it's tough but um it's fun it's it's fun either way. Uh, get your questions in. we are gonna we're gonna quickly uh, pivot here and try to look through the beautiful chat with all 56 of you people watching. If you haven't liked the stream, it's absolutely zero dollars and zero cents. It's free to do and it helps us out. So if you're enjoying it at least give us a thumbs up please and share the stream get some more people in here we'll finish off with the q a and then we will conclude our episode of game over calgary on the heels of the calgary flames losing three nothing to the minnesota wild on this saturday on this hockey night in canada on this um indigenous celebration night which is very important too kudos to the calgary flames for doing their indigenous celebration um a lot of people were curious. This is one of the first times, if not the first time, they've done a land acknowledgement, and a lot of people were wondering and hoping that they would continue to do that. Somebody asked them on Twitter, and it seems as though the land acknowledgements are going to continue, which, if I'm correct, the Calgary Flames are the only team in Canada, I think, to not do a land acknowledgement until now. So we're going to get land acknowledgements, which is important, and kudos to them for having such a uh, such a really nice uh, ceremony and celebration uh, for indigenous heritage night. Okay. Um, let's see here. Uh, left-handed penman. Good to see you as always, my friend. Thank you for uh, your question. Could the team have placed Oliver Shillington on LTIR at the beginning of the season and kept Valamaki? Um, yes, they could have done that. Had they had a proper answer, I think from, uh, Oliver Shillington, I genuinely think the flames at the beginning of the year thought that, uh, Shillington was going to be on the roster. um, which would make sense as to why they eventually you know, wasn't really working in Calgary. He wasn't going to get his shot. That's why they put Valimaki on waivers. In hindsight, yeah, they probably could have, but they also accrued more cap space by keeping him off LTIR. And if the team was competitive from the start of the year, they could have used that accrued cap space to pick up some players at the deadline that would have helped them go on a run, but that didn't happen either. So to answer your question in a very long roundabout convoluted way, yes, they could have... Um, But the way they did it makes sense. Like I think that makes sense the way they did. So, um, let's hear. uh, Let's see here. Nate, looking forward to next season. Curious to see if we have new faces faces in either both GM and coaching roles. Hopefully, a better approach overall. If this team manages to find a way in, then good luck. Yes, that is true. Um, Oh, James wants to bring out the paper bag. Here it is. I'm not going to put it on because I've i used this thing a little bit too much. What I think I'm going to do with this Flames fan paper bag, the frowning face, is I think I'm going to decorate him. I don't know how, but I think I'm going to decorate him somehow. Uh, I think that adding stickers of the teams that give you a thumping just to remember or next season I'll bring this guy back uh, and we'll put a game over robot sticker on him. Um, we can put 2022, 2023, and then each year that we wear it, we'll add the year again. And then, yeah, there's ways we can do it. I'm taking suggestions, but I want to get more creative with, uh, with paper baggy over here. Um, okay. Let's see. Clearly something is off with this team. How does this team increase its good vibes per 60? It's too far gone. The, the the good vibes per, per 60 are just way too far gone. Um Chris, Bvwi be How do you, how would you even say that? Bvwi, Bvwi? Anyway, uh, I know it's you, Chris. Uh question tonight is can Audie or anyone else think of a single compelling reason I should continue to watch the Flames or watch this team, the Flames, um the remainder of the season, Chris? To put it simply, I can't. I can't find a compelling reason. If you have nothing else to do, you can um yeah yeah you can you could do anything else i'm, I'm not going to tell you what to do but if you want to continue to be heartbroken and watch stuff like this then by all means um where are we at here uh bu- 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 what is the notebook telling us do you want to see the notebook oh shoot I'm dropping everything oh i just turned on my playstation oh my god i'm dropping stuff all over the place just so that rob can see the notebook do you guys remember this notebook from the start of the year this is the one where I... Is this the notebook? No, this is the wrong notebook. No, this is the right notebook. Where are we? Yeah! This one from first game over of the season when we had technical difficulties. Uh, Andrew, I hope you still love me. Oh, yeah. Rob also said that... Uh, I can't remember what the stipulation was, but he would get this tattooed on him. So, we're going to hold our good friend Rob to that. Okay, uh, let's keep going here with our questions. Um Lots of love for Money Puck. Uh, Money Puck's been great. It's how if you want to get into learning analytics and stuff like that or s- more advanced stats, uh, it- it'll be fun. It- it's a fun way. I'm a very visual person. I like to see stuff like like the way Money Puck presents it. So it makes it nice and easy. Um, okay. Lots of nices. Uh, Lucic Reeves Tuesday then. Um, yeah, that was a little bit frustrating that they didn't let those two go. At least would have given us something to cheer for uh charlie what's up buddy sorry i didn't see you in there sooner how you feeling um charlie to put it quite honestly with you my friend man you guys taking any applications to become Sens fans because it looks like a lot more fun right now the, the Sens aren't even in the playoff picture and uh and and it's gonna be an uphill battle for them to get in it's gonna be tough tough sledding just to just to maintain pace but it's fun it's fun to be a Sens fan um, J Money thinks he can get me with a fake name, but he cannot, he cannot. Um, Audie, what is your beverage of choice watching a game like that? Great question, JJ. Um, so I live just outside of Calgary in a place called Airdrie. Um, in Airdrie, there's a local, um, oh God, it's like a snack shop. It's, it's a Mon pa snack shop. It's called what's popping and they have custom pops. So they, they have all their pops pops and then they have custom drinks like um, I'm a big Mountain Dew guy so the one that I got is called You Do You and it's Mountain Dew a little bit of cream and peach flavoring and they mix that up and it's like a creamy icy Mountain Dew peach drink or Hannah gets like a Shirley Temple with a Sprite base like there's so many different combinations so my drink of choice tonight was a You Do You 32 ounce from What's Poppin'. In Airdrie, they also have pocket dogs there, they have popcorn. This is not an ad, I just really love this place. Um, my question is which player had the most shocking season in your opinion, Adam? I think it's hard not to, um, in a bad way. I'll start with the bad way because you could, you could have, you could be shocking in a negative or a positive way, you could be positive or connotation, uh, there could be a positive connotation to it, um positively I'll say Tyler Toffoli has been shockingly good I always knew he was good I didn't know he was going to be the driver of the offense um shocking in a negative way Jonathan Huberto and his fall from grace but that could be a system thing and not a Jonathan Huberto thing okay um continuing along here uh let's see why didn't you call emergency backup game over host games or James Johnson for stream duties, do you hate him? How fast will this rumor spread on Twitter? Well, I'm sure by the time I get off stream, it'll already be spread on Twitter, but I do love JJ. I just figured I would I, I would do it by myself this time because uh, I felt like I had a lot to say. And as if I didn't talk enough on the last stream that I was on game over uh, deadline, I wanted to hurt my voice even more even as I'm getting over it. a sinus infection. Okay. Um, Audi, Team Edward or Team Jacob? I never watched Twilight, uh, but I'm going to go... Just strictly based on vibes, team, uh, Edward, because I yeah, because I think I like Edward better. Um, God, who said this one? Who suffered more? Where'd it go? I lost it. I lost it. I lost it. Ah, uh, it was a good question. Oh, man. I have to scroll all the way back up. Okay, okay, okay. I think I almost found it. I'm almost there. Okay, who suffered more, Berkshire in his first year or you this year? Berkshire for sure because he had to work way more than I did um <laughs> hi Audie, first time watching huge flames fan got some constructive criticism stop hating on Sutter have you considered quitting streaming no but I've tried to get myself fired but Steve won't fire me it, it's not working very well uh Daniel I've missed you too my friend nice to see you thanks for stopping bye um it was beautiful to hear them sing in Blackfoot Rob it really was um Calgary does no, and stressful. No, they do not do land acknowledgments before all games. This is the first time they've done it. And their warm, warm-up jerseys were absolutely fantastic. A uh, an indigenous take on uh, the Blasty logo with some feathers and some um some circles around the Blasty eye which I can't remember what they indicate, but something like uh I think it's like I don't want to I don't want to misspeak, but there's there's a whole meaning behind every element in the jersey. And uh, they're being auctioned off. the The, the fellow on the broadcast with Scott Oak mentioned that the Huberto one was already at 10k by the second international ten thousand, and all that money proceeds goes to uh, Indigenous youth in sports. So, uh, yeah, give the nickname, uh, give the bag a nickname. Um, we can, uh, we can, we can give the bag a nickname for sure. Um, Nate says mac and cheese is eaten with a spoon or a fork. Great question fantastic question because i actually had popeyes for lunch and one of the um sides because i got the platter i was starving um i'll get uh i'll get uh fries the chicken tenders obviously the biscuit and mac and cheese i like the mac and cheese it was a little watery today but i like the mac and cheese um spoon is the answer because when you're in a situation where, like I was today, I was starving Marvin, um, you get a little more volume per scoop, I think, with a a spoon than you do with a fork. Also, yeah, I just think it makes more sense to eat it with a spoon, but I digress. Um, (laughs) Any more I missed? Cold Red Mountain Dew is not the best flavor. Voltage is the best Mountain Dew flavor. Um, Let's see here. Where else? did I miss anything out? Oh, Michael, from the outside looking in as an Oilers fan, this has to be a coaching issue with the Flames, right? Michael, I would say it's definitely a very very big contributing factor. Uh until you get a new coach and a new system, it's hard to tell, but I think from all accounts it probably is. Uh Flames need to go back to Timbits and learn how to pass and receive a pass, Maxim you're not you're not wrong, buddy. You're not you're not wrong at all. Um Cheese is not disgusting, Jay Money. Okay, let's uh, let's put a bow on today's episode of Game Over Calgary. This has been a good one, and apologies for not having a guest. Rachel Dory will be back. She was unable to attend today due to um, some service provider outages. She said she was on the phone and she was giving them the gears. She said she was cussing at them. So, um, Rachel Dory cussing. I don't think you ever want to get on her bad side. Service provider, shame, shame. She did not get to watch the game. and She did not get to come. On game over Calgary. Um, all right, quickly I'll answer Nate. He says we grabbing a beer next Friday's game versus the Ducks. I am working that game, um, but depending on how early, maybe I can maybe I could sneak a quick uh, a quick visit in, and we can uh, we can definitely do that, Nate. Uh, we'll, we'll, I'll text you. We'll we'll figure something out. Um, okay, we're gonna put a bow on this episode of Game Over Calgary. Thank you to everybody for stopping by and watching. This was the. Um, this was a tough one. Uh, just not a fun one to have to talk about after. That's for sure. So um, appreciate you guys for stopping by and watching. Uh, thanks to Rob behind the scenes for sticking up or staying up uh, and sticking through this game to uh, mod the chat. Everybody say thank you to Robert in the chat, please. And thank you um, again. Thank you so much for stopping by and watching. This has been a good, uh, good little episode. Nice, uh, nice to chalk it up with flames fans again. And um Oh, yeah, I should probably tell you who's going to be on the next game over Calgary. Let me bring up the old schedule here because I do believe they play very soon. Okay, yeah, that's Monday with me and uh, Jess Belmosto from Locked on Flames. We are going to be hosting that one against the Dallas Stars. It's a 6.30 puck drop local time here in Calgary. Um, hoping to change the fortunes. They play the Stars, the Wild, the Ducks, the Sens, and the Yotes in their next five. So we will see what happens here Um in the next five games for the Calgary Flames, things are looking bleak, but crazier things have happened, folks. Gretzky was traded multiple times in his career, so crazier things have happened in the NHL. Thanks again for stopping by. Please be sure to like the stream. Subscribe to SDPN Sports. If you're listening on playback, please be sure to rate the podcast and follow the podcast on your preferred podcatcher. On behalf of, well, I guess tonight, myself and Rob, who's behind the scenes, modding the chat. Thank you for watching Game Over Calgary. Thank you to STPN Sports. Thank you to our friends over at Sports Interaction. And I will talk to you guys on Monday night after the Calgary Flames take on the Dallas Stars. Until then, adios, friends. Be safe, and we will see y'all later. Game Over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook.